The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ravel. Vicious. Brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up! Hello everybody, welcome to New York Talks Christmas special. It's exciting, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> a couple more days till the big day and as we, as we do now, as is now tradition, we do our Christmas special. We'll be still previewing the, the Boxing Day game uh, home to Stoke. We'll have a Christmas quiz. We'll talk about Christmas nonsense. We may or may not have a guest coming on later on to help us with the quiz. We'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, there we go. It'll be Ooh. fun. We'll have a good laugh. Uh, Mixed with us in, not only is he not wearing a Rotherham shirt, he's not wearing a Christmas outfit. So thanks for being here, Mick. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. I and many other people of my age are in mourning this week for the year. Oh, is that what is that shirt from? Yes, yes. Um, Terry Hall, the singer from Specials, has died this week, which is very, very sad. Um, uh, yeah, there you go. Okay, I've, I've got no, I've got loads that I could say, but I'm not going to do because it's a Christmas special and we need to be cheery. We do need to be cheery. Danny, Danny will bring the cheer. Danny, you've got your Christmas hat on. I like the effort you've put. Thank you very much for being with us, Danny. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I made it home just in time. Um, but I tell you what, lads, made it all at Christmas. Good. Good I can't believe it's made of all. I feel like I've aged about 70 ago. years just being in there. <laughs> it's a rookie mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to get some last minute things. And oh, by the way, I am quite badly allergic to everything that's in Lush, by the way. I just walk, <laughs> I just walk in and my eyes start itching. It's like, yep, time to run away quickly. It's a vile place. It is. It, 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 well, it's a stereotype. Well, Medrol too. Not to use a stereotype, but Lush is just full of lasses and very confused-looking lads who don't quite know <laughs> why they're in there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and our first special guest is Benjamin. How is it going, Benjamin? Back from NFL Academy for just a brief time. Ben, how's it going? It's going good, thanks. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. I think I think one of the things we all miss from Ben the most is sort of his positivity. 
uh, and the way he expresses his emotions in such a vivid <laughs> yeah. and fantastic way. Um, <laughs> ben, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Um, anything you'd highly recommend? No. This one oh, yeah. Slipping over on slippery ground in France and Paris. Sherry. Sherry, I didn't slip. Yes. Pushed. Yeah, we've, we've oh, got yeah. plenty well, of bending. Yeah. We've got to make up for six months of not having bend to get some digs in. So, <laughs> sure. um, so it's basically split into essentially two halves this episode. We're going to have first half, just a normal episode to be honest with you. We're going to preview the Stoke game, talk about any Royal United news that's come up over the last week, which is not much to be honest with you. Uh, and then we'll get into the quiz, which is the hardest quiz we've done so far, I think. Um, Brilliant. <laughs> we'll see. Although, can I, can I just say, it's not a normal episode at all, because I've got cake. Oh, there we go. So I'm, so I'm absolutely buzzing. Hugely impressive. Yeah. It's a big yeah. piece as well, I'm buzzing. <laughs> normal rules are suspended, obviously, Christmas episodes, and prize mix not on the beer yet. Um, <laughs> I've got beer as well. Ah, brilliant. He's got beer as well. Then he's got it for all of us. So, comments we have. Simon Thorne, who can't be with us tonight, but he wanted to wish everybody uh, a hug. He says, if he sees all of us after the Stoke game, he'll give us a hug. Uh, have a great Christmas to everybody in the comments. Uh, God bless. Neil Liversidge says, Merry Christmas to all at New York Talk. Hoping for a Boxing Day win. Kim Haywood and Dave Lawton say the same thing. Uh, John Morell says, the City game started brilliantly. Um, okay. I can't help you <laughs> with that one, John. Uh, <laughs> as well. Uh, right. So I suppose let's start. Let's get the serious bit out of the way, Mick. Um, Boxing Day game, Stoke City. How much pressure is on the players? Because two poor performances, you, can, you could forget about the results to be honest with you. The performances mm. are, are, are really, really bad. So how important is it to get a performance on the board? Obviously, three points would be amazing. Yeah. But we need just to see something. I think if we get three games in a row like that, we're going to start to really struggle with confidence, not only players, but fans and everything else related. Yeah, there has to be a, a big step up in, in performance levels and, and that is that that is the most important thing. Um, obviously, a result will be will be great to go with it, but they have got to, they've got to improve. We've got to improve all over the pitch. Um, so, fingers crossed, you know, no Christmas Day for me. They, they need to be out training. Uh, get him in, get him working. <laughs> Says Scrooge, but but no. In, in all seriousness, you know it, it's it's a really really important game because of, and it's important because we've made it important ourselves because of the way that we performed in the last two games. So yeah, we need a, we need a proper step up, but we also need that from the crowd as well. It's going to be a sellout. We need to be. We we don't want a sellout as quiet as it was against Bristol City, which which frankly. Putting the performance to one side before we'd even kicked a ball, it was dead. Um, you know, we we need to play our part in this as well, um, and and get that atmosphere bouncing. Yes, we do. Uh, Danny, you weren't with us on the last episode um, due to one thing or another, but like Mick said, like Mick says, it's it's important. We kind of got a job to play, and I think that's right. But. You need help, but Boxing Day can be quite a subdued atmosphere at home. The away games tend to be brilliant, but the home games can be a bit subdued because people are still in Christmas mood. But it can be a weird atmosphere, so there's quite a lot of pressure on the players to maybe perform straight away from the off. Yeah, there will be, and especially um, after the showing at West Brom, which admittedly I didn't see the last twenty minutes. Um, 
Because I, 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 A, because it was quite poor, and B, there was something to sort out on the coach, which I ended up sorting. Um, you don't want to know, everybody. Yeah, no, you don't, because I'm eating cake and I don't want to talk about it either. Can I ask you a um, question, Danny? Yeah. Did Steve Evans travel on that coach? He might have done, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, Just asking, but, your friend. <laughs> But yeah, I uh, I agree with Mick. Um, the, the crowd really does need to turn up on Boxing Day. It is more or less a sellout. I think we're into like uh, tens of tickets left rather than hundreds now. Um, so it, it is going to be a massive thing and hopefully the crowd turns up and there's a bit of a festive atmosphere about it and it helps the lads over the line. I mean, it's not going to be an easy game against Stoke. I mean, we hung on by our fingernails at their place. Um, but hopefully it's that willingness of crowd getting behind the team, hopefully some walkout music as well, um, mm. that gets us there. I think if we turn up crowd-wise and player-wise, we can beat Stoke. But if we have the Rotherham that turns up, that turned up against Bristol City and West Brom, mm, I think it'll be more than a sherry we'll need after that game. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was only nine games ago that we played Stoke. Feels like such a long time ago. Um We've only had one win in those nine games since that Stoke game. Stoke have won three out of eight, which is not a bad return to be honest with you for, for a team like a team like that, or a sort of lower mid table. Um, we went there on there when we played in Ben and did a a, a, a job on them. Um, we we scored a goal, sat in, Rose look. Do you think you could see something similar from Stoke, or do you think they maybe be a bit? They probably, I suppose, will want to come and beat a team like Rotherham because. Alex Neil said in his post. Where are they? Where are they at the table? Uh, right, I think we think of one place above or below us. So it, should, it should be quite a, an even game then. I, um, I think when we played them last time, we were more upper end of the table, weren't we? I think we were, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so might be a little bit different this time, but I don't know. It depends. It all depends on so many different things, doesn't it? Uh, depends how they're feeling, how we're feeling confidence and all that so don't really know and confidence is in short supply for us isn't it at the moment mm. it just you've got Bristol City one place above us Stoke just above them and West Brom just above them um, so we've played teams in around us like the first three games um, and yeah. we've lost two ah, and we've lost two of those <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, IFC 19 says we're going to get hammered uh, <laughs> positive Christmas for it, but yeah, does it mean, does it mean I, the fans or scoreline wise? <laughs> um, he says, IOC and I also we won't play well until January open, January window opens, and Tony will go on to keep the club up and we'll decide how we go for the rest of the season. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. Um, talk about lineups, Mick. I mean, I don't think we've had the pre match presser to be honest with you, I haven't no. seen much yet. No. Um, so we can't talk about sort of team news from Mac Taylor, but other than, well, we, I don't think there's any long-term injuries other than there is one, isn't there? Can't remember. Fergie. Fergie. Fergie's going to have a lot. Oh. Um, it's Kyoso. Um, oh, Kyoso. Kyoso as well. Absolutely right, oh. yeah. Um, then you, where do we go from defence? Because we tried Woody in the centre of Pelty and Harding against Bristol City. It was a disaster. We tried Humphreys in between uh, Humphreys, uh, Harding and Peltier. It was a disaster. Um, <laughs> what do you do? I, mean, I, I spoke to Radio Sheffield in the week 
And I'm of the idea that if Richard Wood's fit, you play Richard Wood in the centre of the three and play Humphreys on the left-hand side. Um, well, that might just me stuck in a bit of a Richard Wood straight. What, 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 what do you want to do in the back three? <laughs> Make <Really? another> <laughs> Man, that's, that's for you, Joke. Yeah, that's for you. Are you with oh, us? I thought, it was, I thought you were talking to Ben. <laughs> no, I'm talking to you. No. Back up, lad. Now, now oh. you, see, you see, Ben, what would have been the perfect thing is if you would have left quietly and then gone and poked to and then gone right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I, what can I say? I'm, uh, I'm thick as a tree, I'm a professional as ever. Uh, Richard, Wood, Richard Wood needs to start, I think. I, 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 don't, I, I don't understand. I don't know whether Matt Taylor's got a bit of a, he's an old man coming towards the end of his career. I don't, I don't know whether I can trust him. I don't, I don't know what it is, but he needs to be in that middle. He needs to be in that centre. Um, with Humphreys one side, the way Wes has been playing, I don't know whether Wes has due a bit of a break, although they obviously just had one, but his, his confidence is going to be, going to be as low as it, as low as it's probably ever been whilst he's been playing for us because his, his form's been, he's been well out of touch. So whether, whether Pelt stays on that right hand side, but definitely Woody needs to be back in middle. For me, anyway, that's that's my view. But we don't see him in training, do we? We don't, you know, we don't know what their vision for the future is. Um, clearly, that vision is not going to involve Richard Wood as a long term, long term, um, long term answer. But in the short term, the short term is what's important for us at the moment to get back on the bike and start getting some points back on the board. Mm. Um, Richard Wood's about to help us do that, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think, Ben, that sometimes you just need that lead. I think from a playing point of view, I think Cameron Humphreys could be the replacement for Woody and in the centre of a three. I think I, I think he could do that job. He's not a leader yet, and we're lacking leadership elsewhere in that team. I know you could say maybe Peltier should be, but he doesn't seem the same type of leader Woody is. And when you're in a rut like this, you want, as a manager, I would want Richard Wood on the pitch gaffering everybody, sorting everybody out, pulling them up when they're not pulling the weight, this, that and the other. It feels like a no-brainer to put Richard Wood in the starting level and I'm, I might be overplaying it, but... I, yeah, I agree. I, I think um, I think his leadership's a weird one with this team because, uh, if I'm not wrong, Wiles was captain against this. Vice-captain, Wiles, yeah. Yeah, they, that, that's, that makes no sense for me. Um, it should be a leader and obviously I don't know if Wiles is a leader or not, I'm not in dressing room, but from an outside perspective, um, yeah, Wood should be playing. I think Peltier is a little bit different because obviously it's Peltier's first year at the club. It's hard to be a leader when it's your first year at the club, um, especially when everyone else is everyone else has already basically everyone else in the squad by a couple have already been at the club for a couple of years. Um, so yeah, I think Wood and Peltier's leadership is a bit different. So I think Wood should start. Yeah, no matter what, but I don't make the decisions unfortunately. I've noticed that Ben. To be honest with you. Um, it's maybe a good thing. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe a good thing. Um, Danny, what's your back three looking like? Do you, do you go with Richard Wood? Do you keep Peltier? Where, where are you going with that back three to start with? Um, well, I suppose it's added a completely different dynamic now that Grant Hall is actually back. And mm. from what I've been reading, he should be back for the Boxing Day game. Um, so that's good stuff. And for me, the back three is Humphreys, Wood, and Hall. Um, 
And oh, I, I, it just makes a little bit more sense to me because even like IFC 19, it says <clears throat> about Wes uh, not getting near the starting line up. In current form, yes, I'm, incl- I'm inclined to agree. Um, it's like we saw that little partnership just starting to come up with Bramall on the left-hand side. That doesn't seem to be as fluid as it was before. Uh, the right-hand side, I actually think Norson Cuff is probably a bit too quick for him, um, pushing forward. So, as it stands right now, I would go for Humphreys, Wood and Hall. Um, it just makes a bit more sense. And if you need to chuck on the extra centre-R for, you know, if Wood is a bit injured or flagging or whatever, then you can bring Peltier into it. Um, but, yeah, if, if Hall is starting 11 fit on Boxing Day and not bench fit, then he has to be in the back three for me. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Nicholas Skimmore says Hall would Humphreys for him, so as you were Danny, he says Harding has been pretty sloppy lately, which unfortunately has. I agree, Danny. That's my back three, if I'm going that. Um, Danny, I'll stick with you. We didn't speak to you on, on the last episode about the Dan Barlas, a contract situation. He's obviously done a recent story with uh, Paul Davis, pretty non-committal again. Um, I'm just getting inklings that his time's probably up at the court. I'm not surprised. Mm. But everything he's saying is to me suggesting that he's probably going to be off at sooner rather sooner or later. I don't know. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I mean, in, in the article Paul Davis has done, he's talked about how Middlesbrough have got a bit of interest mm. uh, in him, um, but he's also got a quote from Dan saying that he hasn't heard anything, so it might still just be at agent level as it stands right now. And of course, you know, with Michael Carrick being at Borough, he is going to look at Barlasser. Of course, he is. You know, um, but it it just seems to me it's just your standard player talk of I'm leaving it to my people, sort of thing. Which I think when a player doesn't really um, know what's going to happen in terms of shall I go, shall I stay, will I get more money if I go there? But it might not have play time. You know, there is obviously a lot for him to think about. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he's gone. Oh, I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm just going to leave it to my people. He has still given that quote that says, if Rotherham make the right offer, then, you know, I'll have a lot to think about, which he will. You know, it's where he's going to be employed next, isn't it? And obviously we can't compete that much with Borough money-wise. Of course we can't. But at the same time, I think because Barlasser is quite settled here and, you know, some especially with footballers, sometimes it's family settlage rather than money. Like, I know money makes the world go round. Of course it does, but... I don't know, with Dan, it, it'll strike a different dynamic. Like, he's mentioned talking to his lass about it. You know, like, your more big club move, money inclined players don't really talk to the family about it. It's like, oh, I get to go here, sort of thing. But with Dan, he sort of brought the, the family into it a little bit. So, I, I don't know. For me, Dan sort of said yes, but maybe no in his answers, which I think might actually be the smartest thing to do in his position. If I'm being, com- if I'm being completely flat and honest, he's given... The player answer that the journalists expect him to give, it's like, yes, but no. Yeah. <laughs> no, because because if he overcommits to something, then they'll run the story. And if he overset or if he overly says no, then they'll run with that story. So it's basically just split it down middle, which you know, yes. fair enough to him. Um mm. but yeah, I, I do agree. I think Dan's time with the club is coming to an end purely to further his own career. Mm. Which, which is a shame to say, but he's going to be one of them players, a bit like Crooksy, who happens to be in Middlesbrough. He'll <laughs> um, just go with our best wishes, won't he? As long as he goes to somewhere like Middlesbrough and not back down to Keats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if he goes somewhere sensible, not 
like Essex or anything. If he goes somewhere sensible, then fair enough. If he goes to you actually know. better his career, then he will go yeah. with Essex. Yeah, if, it, if, if he drops down in Division for money, then uh, no. Yeah. But, yeah, if he's sensible, fair play to him. And he goes with our biggest respects, doesn't he? Yeah, as long as he doesn't score against as many players, uh, which he probably will. Ben, where's your money? Briefly, Ballas uh, is the one that's in the talk. Or there's other players in and out of contract, but where's your money going on uh, Mr. Ballas's future? He's going to go. He'll go. I said when certain someone left the club that he was always going to go and end his contract, along with a couple other players. Um, so it's unfortunate, but it is what it is, isn't it? Mm. Happens. Yeah. Certain someone, I know you're saying, dodge the name, then well done, Ben. Yes, thank you. You didn't dodge it pre show, so you're still awkward for no, saying his name. Um, come away from selection, we'll go ref watch. David Webb is the referee. I assume no relation of Howard. Can't confirm, we don't know, but we assume too much hair. It's what too much hair. Um, yeah, he's. he's <coughs> He's given five red cards so far in 19 games this season, which seems like quite a lot, I thought. Um, Are they uh, straight reds or double yellows? Uh, there was, I think it was three straight reds and two double yellows. Oh, wow. That's so quite high. Yeah. Um, the last time we refed us was quite a long time ago. It was Morecambe away last season with the Michael Smith stunner. Um, surprise he's not refed us since then, but he has refed us 22 times in total, which seems like a lot. Um, mixture of wins and draws. Can't remember anything significant in terms of his overall referee performance, but I'm sure he will after Saturday. Um, we'll see. Mick, we'll move on to the... Do you think the midfield picks itself? No, no oh. I don't. I think there's going to be changes. I think there's going to be changes. I think... It, it, well, I hope there's going to be changes. I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, I hope that we're going to see a more attacking lineup. I'd... I don't know how. I don't know whether I'd, I'd prefer to see Chio and Connor Washington um, up front, and, uh, and and one of the midfielders drop out, which probably would be Scott High, um, and and Rathbone coming back in for Jamie Lindsay. Go back to that centre three that we had that was that, that was so effective. But it, it depends, doesn't it? It depends on what is what he, what Matt Taylor's wanting. You know, if he's still wanting to play that. Lone striker with a number ten, then he, he may well persist with that, and and I, and I see the benefit of doing that away from home. But at home, we need to be on the attack. We need to be winning our home games. We have to be winning our home games, um, and hoping to pick something away, pick something, pick something up away from home. So for me, it needs to be it needs to be two strikers on Saturday, in my view. Okay, so, so who would you drop? Were you dropping out of the three uh, to make it into back into a three of? Feel. Scott I would would for me would drop down to the bench um and possibly possibly Jamie Lindsay as well because I don't think he was he's been that effective in the last couple of games and bring Ollie in just to give that bite in there um and, and drop Ben Wiles that little bit deeper. Um back back to essentially the the team that we were playing at the beginning of the season where we were where we were far more successful. But it's also the style of play that's got to change. We've got to start with this getting this press going again. Um, do you think so, we will? Can't I don't think we'll, I'm convinced it's gone for good. I, I am yeah, because it, it's a managerial choice, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a tactic it, choice. It is, but but we've we when, when we're so passive in possession, you know, we, we it just it, it just kills the game and it, it takes all the momentum out of the game and it, it 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 doesn't suit 
the players that we've got. For me, anyway, that's my view. But, you know, there you go. Yeah, I could not agree more. Um, Shelley says, Danny, what, what do you think to this? What do you think of Washington and Kelly up front? Chio out wide. Says, she says, Brook Norton Cup hasn't been his best defensively. I agree, but for me, Chio gives you less defensively. That, that's the issue with Chio. I think Chio, from an attacking point of view, is our best wing-back. There's a huge question mark. I think against West Brom, the game was gone, but in the time of Bristol City, I can't remember that, when he went into right wing-back, we, we looked even worse defensively. So it's a trade-off and difficult choice to make where what do you do with Chio if you don't play up top? I might have missed that bit, to be fair. I might have gone home. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you raise a point. I mean, Chio, not that he's an odd case up front, but he certainly doesn't work up front on his own. You know, he definitely needs to be either behind an out-and-out centre-forward or as the two with Washington, and then they can interchange high-pressing. Um, Chio might work as a front three, you know, on the right side of a front three, potentially. Um, <coughs> excuse me, festive cold, of course. Um, but yeah, he might work on the right side of a front three because then you've got your centre forward, he can run in behind, but then that extra body on the left sort of thing, and then he can still be out wide and make the runs down the right hand side. Um, I agree, Chio's probably less defensively sound than Norton Cuffey is because Norton Cuffey is trained as a wing back, but he's a but he's very much an attacking wing back, yeah. you know. Um, and funnily, one of the players who might be staying for the season. Um, we'll get onto that in a minute. But yeah, but it, like like I said before, Wes it almost see, almost has Norton Cuffey been too quick for him attacking, so he doesn't have that outlet. And then we go flat across the back three. When, like you say, we need to be more attacking, we need to get the ball forward quicker and not be passive and passing it back. I sound like my granddad saying that, but unfortunately it's true in this situation. Um, but if we have to play Chio up top, he has to be in a two. Absolutely. He has to be in a two with Washington or with Kelly. Um, probably more with Washington, because mm. I think Washington's that man who doesn't really do much, but still is like a fly. He goes after the ball and upsets him. You know, then you've got Chio being the fast one to nip in or Georgie being um, the bulldozer and gets the ball and pushes it forward. Um, but, yeah, it's, Chio just doesn't work up top on his own, unfortunately. And I think if you play him as the wing-back, like we've said, he's just not as defensively sound, which, unfortunately, is what we need at the minute, I think. Yeah, we do. We've conceded six in two games, lads. We need a bit more defence in the wing-back positions. Yeah. Uh, John C says, forget the present tactics, play 4-4-2. The issue with that is, play 4-4-2, we have not got the players to suit the system. We haven't got... Brooklyn is not a right-back. You could play him you know, there. You could play Peltier, maybe. But or Wes, potentially. And Wes, potentially. But I don't think Corin Bramble's a very good left-back. I don't, again, I don't think he's good enough defensively to do that job. But he gives you... And he gives you stuff. So we haven't got the squad to play 4-4-2. I don't, and I also don't think that Matt Taylor would go to that. Could be wrong. Another question would be who would be our left midfield outlet in that if we've got Bramall okay. as left back um, yeah, exactly. because there's no Ferguson. I mean, if we've got Ferguson and Bramall, you could play Bramall as your left midfielder and Ferguson as your left back. Um, but if Ferguson's out, who have you got in that left midfield position? Wiles, maybe, because he likes the left side. Him, yeah, exactly. But I don't know. It's tough. It is tough. Um, 
Ben, I should have asked Matt Taylor his tactics off camera because then I could have a bit of an idea. But anyway, Ben, give us your two cents worth uh, and what you think in terms of uh, striking situation and without the players in the midfield. I won't have a clue. Hmm? I won't have a first clue. I, I think I think we can worry about attack later. We need to sort defence out because we're not defensively sound. I think since Matt Taylor's come in, we haven't been defensively sound. Um, under certain somebody else, we were defensively sound. I think it's down to tactics. I think it's down to tactics rather than personnel or performance. The the, the defensive wise, but attacking wise, I, I I would have no idea. Chio mm. and what's his name? Washington. What's his name? Washington. <laughs> they were they they were the best for me. But the thing is, why play Washington if you're not going to press? And that's just basically got ten men out on the field, aren't you? So it's a mm. hard one. Um, it's a hard one. Why you don't press is another matter. It's, it's, for a team like us, or a limited, we any, yeah, yeah, unless you're Barcelona, to not press it's absurd. But and we were good we at pressing. We were really good at pressing. Like, do, you remember, do you remember in certain games where we pressed teams out of possession and like you had uh, your two strikers and a midfielder as you, you're a pressing three? The teams just wouldn't know what to do. And we they just played across. Exactly. To give like, away possession a couple of times when we played there. Well, this I suppose this is what happens when new manager comes in and you learn the tactics. It's only a month and a half ago we're saying how much of an upgrade Matt Taylor is tactically. From I didn't say manager. that, can I add? God's sake, right, Ben didn't say I that. said the minute we started playing possession of football, we were doomed. Whatever. Anyway, the, the conversation we had at Luton, Ben, you weren't there, that's right, um, was that we thought Matt Taylor was an upgrade tactically. And we're sat here six weeks later saying, is he? Yeah, I'm yeah, we we have, and bear in mind, it's two games. It is yeah. two games. Let's. It, it, we, it's it's all about perspective. It's two games out of the forty-six game season, and yes, it's had an effect. Yes, it's a bit depressing. Yes, it could be worrying if it continues for three, four, five games. Then, then it could be. However, it, you know, we're not at that stage at the moment, so we just 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 have a little bit of perspective and a slightly wider view than than just these last two games. That's my view. Yeah. The, the the only thing I'll say is that if it's when we lose five games in a row, that's when yes. my panic button starts getting hit because um if the manner continues, right? If, if there's up to yeah. performance, I think there's gonna be different but yeah, if we lose five in a row and there's like little to no advancement in trying to fix it, that's when the red button starts getting pushed. <sighs> but We've only, I think I've only seen that once, and it was last time in the championship was losing five in a row. Or was it the COVID season? No, that it would, it would, it would, that's the COVID season because then we beat Bristol City, and like, yeah. it was the game to save his job or something like that. It was going to be, yes, I do remember that. Well, yeah, I, I personally, you can click this as much as you like when it happens, but I don't think it'll get to that point. No, I don't think it will. Uh, we'll go through some comments, then we'll move on. Um, Sheriff C says, Woody, Woody back in Monday. I think we're pretty unanimous that we would put Woody back in. Um, mm-hmm. Russ Vernon, so he says, Bowler at left back if he's fit. Uh, Bramall potential left wing. That's an interesting one. Oh, I, I would mm. be fine, to be honest with you. Uh, or vice versa. It could work either yeah. way, to be honest with you. Um, Stephen Thomas says, We need a clean sheet on Boxing Day. Oh, clean sheet would be lovely, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, just, um, just bouncing off what Russ says, I would agree with Bowler at left back because he's very physical. Bowler, mm. I'd say he's more physical than Bramall, so I'd say 
Yeah, probably Bramwell at left left mid, Bowler at left back, if we go to four four two. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll come back onto this uh, probable original predictions at the end of the show. We're now going to move ahead to the quiz sort of section, the Christmas themed part of the episode. Me and Danny are in the in the uh, in the mood for Christmas. Nick has a little mix, done an absolute cop out, and got a little Father Christmas sat next to him. Silly, silly, silly. Ben's <laughs> even worse by getting Nick's other snowman put behind him. The effort I brought, we brought Ben back in especially for this, and this is the effort. You know what I mean? I mean, Ben, you had the perfect opportunity to have Elf on a shelf because you've got shelves next to you. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't sit. Where is it? It doesn't sit. Like, Nick sits, mine done. I've had to hang it up with a nail. The nail was already there, but... but... <laughs> Let's move on. Um, I said to these guys before we start recording, I've done the Christmas quiz, and it's doing, there's five rounds, five questions each, 25 points. I think I would get 10 of 25, and I've written the quiz. Um, (laughs) I think it's a pretty tough quiz. Of the quizzes we've done on this show, we've done three or four now, I think this is the hardest. Um, Remember when we did a guess the player, and you guessed mine in the first guess? We're closer. (laughs) We might have to bring Um, it back then. They were were good good quiz them days. Anyway. Yeah, until you got them in first guess. (laughs) It it makes me feel better. Um, John Morell said they cannot... Cannot highly recommend the lack of men's festivities from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway. Right, I promised you a guest, so we're going to bring in his guest. Um, what should you have all heard us talk about this, this man before? We all we all absolutely love him. Um, we have, live from Sweden, we have Tim Hylas. how is it going? Yeah. Um, are you? Very, very good. It's lovely to speak to you. Um, and just for everybody that doesn't know, because obviously some people may know, what's your connection to the club? <laughs> <clears throat> I uh, have a son who plays there. <laughs> yes. If you can put uh, Sweden... That's the, that's the first question. <laughs> Brilliant. It's lovely to speak to you. This has been, has been a surprise. I've kept the surprise from Mick, Ben and Danny as well. Um, yeah. so nice to see you again this night. Yeah, hope to see you in April. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm planning to do a trip there, so. but you never know. Love to get you back. Um, Tobias is going to help us with the first round of the quiz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the first round is <laughs> Tobias is going to give us five Christmas or podcast related phrases in Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to guess them. Um, look, I told you it was going to be hard. So, that, you horrible sod. <laughs> Just like, that, like they get Google Translate up. Nah, no cheating. No cheating, everybody. Um, <clears throat> so let's give it a go. Uh, we'll go through one by one. So we'll go through it, give you a, a minute or two to try and work it out. I think we, what we've tried to do is pick words that have sort of clues in them to help you work it out. Um, I hope I have. I hope we have. <laughs> um, so, Tobias, would you like to give us the first word or first phrase that the guys would like to have a go at trying to get? Yeah, of course. Uh, and uh, the first word um, is good uh, jul. One more time, sorry. Good jul. 
Come on, get your thinking caps on. <laughs> I'll give you a few more seconds because it's fun. <laughs> I'm going to need a beer for this. <laughs> I, love, I like the Christmas jumper in the background, Tobias, as well. You've made more of an effort than Ben. I'm very, yep. I, I like the jumper. <laughs> <clears throat> I, um, I tried, I tried, I tried to put it on me, but I looked like the sausage, so... Yeah, I don't <laughs> <mind>. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, one more, just, one, just before we reel it to what was it? what was it in Swedish again? Uh, God jul. And what is that? what does that translate to? What do you think? I'm going, happy Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas, good Christmas. Come That's on! Great. Great start, you guys. It's a good start. I've got, uh, yeah. I've got Merry Christmas, but Good Christmas in brackets. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, that's a direct um, translation. But do you say do you say Good Christmas in England, or do you say Happy Christmas? No, I say Merry. Happy Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, Ben's very Ben's very pedantic at these things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what's the next one, Tobias? Uh, got nyt år. Oh, I know that. I've got that one. I can say it I mean, again. Gott nytt år. Just give everybody else a chance, Mick. <laughs> I'm not sure I've got it right. Is that three separate words? Yeah. Right, this is this is where I come clean and say I'm not very good at other languages. I failed French at GCSE. <laughs> right, so if I failed one of the easier European languages that <laughs> that English schools have, I've got no hope. Then you just try in English, mate. <laughs> yeah, I struggle with English to be fair, but uh, right, we will go. We've got some got some guesses in the comments. Powermed UK and Shelley IFC say, "Is it Happy New Year, Tobias?" Yeah, of course. Yeah. There you go. Did you get that one? Proud of yourself? Very good. Ben, did you get that one? No. What did you put? I didn't put anything. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, right, that's two other way. Tobias, what's the next one? Okay. One word. Jul tomte. <laughs> Give us it again, Tobias. I'm really enjoying this. Jul is, is that one, is that one word? word? Yeah, one word. But a number of English words. <laughs> <coughs> got it. I think I've got it. I ain't got a Scooby. Matt, Matt's the referee. I'm not going <laughs> to help you. <laughs> I'm also not a very fair referee. Um, so good luck, everybody. <laughs> oh, you're Gavin Ward in disguise. <laughs> uh, one more time before you let us know what it is, Tobias. What was the word again? You, Latonta. Danny, what have you guessed? A square root of bugger all, if I'm being honest. Guess something. It's a festive quiz. Just guess something festive. Is it New York talk? It's not, is it? It's not. <laughs> is it Christmas yeah, Eve? Is it Christmas Eve? No. Father Christmas. Yeah. It's, it's the Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. Is the Yule Christmas, at the start of that word? Christmas. Yeah. 
Christmas yeah, is jul. Gott. 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 Again, the hints, there's a hint in it. I'm telling you now, there's a hint. Just listen to it, and there's a, you, you could probably, you should be able to work this out. I, I think I would have, well, I'm saying, I'm sorry, knowing what it is. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm confident. Uh, give us it again, Tobias. Snögubben froste. Yeah. Ben's the one that's got the advantage because he does know a bit of German, so he has got the yeah. advantage of knowing a, another language properly, unlike Danny failing French. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Well, well, I got a D in it, and they said, "Hey, it'll do." <laughs> but bear in mind, I quoted friends to my French teacher, and she sent me out of the room. What did you say in French? That was, your de, that was your de plu plea thing, and she got really annoyed with me and sent me out. <laughs> okay, uh, give us one more time before we let them know what it is, Tobias. Yep, snowgubben froste. Did any of you three get it? Frosty uh, snowman. I've just gone with snowman. Frosted the snowman. Which, as we found out this week, doesn't travel to Sweden. It's not a thing in, in Sweden, no. is it, Frosty? No, we have a song from the 50s or something like that. I never heard it. <laughs> so uh, I didn't know who Frosty was. <laughs> uh, but no, no. Sarah Ogden and Shelley, who all got it right. Very good. Cool. People are doing better than I thought they would. Um, the final Swedish phrase, Tobias. Um, yeah. This one. Okay. This could be really hard, but um, I think you can nail it. Uh, ben rekommenderar verkligen den här produkten. <laughs> nah, I'm going. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hard. <laughs> you repeat that, please. Okay. Ben rekommenderar verkligen den här produkten. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be a certain German, uh, a certain Birmingham fan in the comments that might get this one as well. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, give it us again twice. I think we've got it that after that. We'll give us, give us it again just so we can. Yep. Have it ben rekommenderar verkligen den här produkten. <laughs> ben, what could it possibly be? <laughs> Ben highly recommends it. <laughs> Love it. How many did you all get out of that round? Did you get most of them? Three. I got four. Three. I got two. Four five. Yeah. Danny? I got well, I'm only four and a half actually, because I got I got I got snowman in there. I just didn't get frosted the snowman. Yeah, we don't deal in half points. Uh, well, we might do it end of this quiz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yep. Tobias, Christmas in Sweden. It's cold, I suspect. <laughs> no, not today. We have some rain today. Uh, plus uh, four degrees or something like that. So we don't have much snow left. Uh, but uh, we got some in January or February or something like that. We usually don't have snow on Christmas Eve. So, um, yeah. It's, it's not that often, but um, when it happens, it's nice. But usually we have a uh, green grass and 
very dark. Outside. <laughs> yeah. It's like three o'clock, it's dark outside. So yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. I'm gonna say in England everything just stops functioning if there's a little bit of snow. Like, yeah. everything just stops. <laughs> I think we're we're better prepared than you are when it's snowing, but um, mm. when it's like minus minus fifteen or something like that, train stops stops and mm. yeah, it's terrible. But um, otherwise, it's okay. Mm. It's okay. Everything grinds to a halt here if there's snow in, for, in weather forecast. It doesn't even have to arrive, and it's everything stops. <laughs> <laughs> Stay at home. Yeah. 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 Couple of inches of snow. Yeah. That's it. Mm. So, um, okay, but um, I think you did very well, um, and make you prepared to go to Sweden. I can. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Mate. I'm ready for this uh, this this trip to Hammerby. Yeah, looking forward to it. I haven't told my wife yet. I think she might be watching this, so this might, that might be an issue when uh, when we finish. <laughs> I have a spare room here, Mick. You can always live with me, and you and your new son, Torbjorn. Yeah. yeah, my new son, yeah, my adopted yeah. son. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, sort I, it I, def I definitely need to get my uh, Swedish language book out before I come to Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John Morell wants to say that he's a uh, lovely place, Sweden. He has, he's had the joy of working in Malmo a few times. Um, yeah. Chris Page also. We don't like Malmo in Stockholm. We don't like Malmo. <laughs> Do you, just, do you like anywhere else in Sweden next time? So you like England, you just don't, you don't like anybody else outside your own city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I don't like people in the nearest city, so... I mean, it makes sense, really, doesn't it? You know? <laughs> oh, no. Malmö is a lovely place in the summer. It's, uh, it's really nice. So. But not their football team. <laughs> <laughs> If you want, if anybody wants a Swedish football team to support, Tobias, which Swedish football team should they all go and uh, follow on Twitter and support from now on? Yeah, Hammarby, of course. <laughs> and they never wins, and uh, a bunch of losers. Um, uh, <laughs> just one uh, title, I think. So that suits me. <laughs> I thought I thought they were doing really well. You told me that they were doing really, really well. Yeah, I'm lying all the time. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, I, I might have to cancel this trip. <laughs> I need to see a winner somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Torbjorn, his um, his um, favorite team is Hugh Gordon, so um, perhaps they're winning all the time. So, well, but is that why it's his favorite team? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not that he's not that interested in football, so that's why. He's a you yeah. wouldn't fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope he's listening now. So. Yeah, you are. You're on. Yeah. Hello, world. Yeah. Sounds like Hammerby the Swedish Rotherham. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but, but we are in the top division, though. So. Um, All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're in. We're in. We're like um, the Swedish Tottenham. We never wins. <laughs> We're close, but we never wins. Close, but we don't no win. Fun to watch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've been seeing some of the Swedish Swedish games on uh, on TV. The atmosphere at some of these matches looks absolutely special. It looks fantastic. Um, yeah, within the grounds, I'm not sure about the quality of the football, but when the atmosphere is like that, I, I don't suppose it really matters, does it? No. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's first time I watched some Premier League games. I thought it was it was seeing on the on the um, the stands, but it's better in Sweden, mm. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looks spectacular. Yeah. It looks fantastic. So um, it's a good job that you didn't come across for that Bristol City game, which I, I know you were planning on doing. But <laughs> yeah. mate, the atmosphere was just honestly, it was awful. It was dog awful, and um, quite embarrassingly so, really. But then the performance didn't. The performance matched anyway, so it was probably uh, probably right. But uh, yeah, yeah. You're a lucky child, not You've not seen Rodham lose, have you? When since when you've been over? No, I've seen um, two draws, I think. Yeah. And, well, the way uh, we're going at the moment, we need to start a just giving page to get to get to buy us over here more regularly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a two-game plan next time, so um, hopefully, hopefully mm, we we'll get to see. Yeah, two, when the weather's a bit nice, really. yeah. <laughs> well, we can have a survival party. That would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so um, I will leave you alone now and do <laughs> the rest of your quiz. Hang on, we got Theobion. Hey. Says, Hello, really. Nice to see you all. Tobias does lie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That That's your song, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there you go, Tobias. Thank you very much for doing yeah. this. And uh, look forward to seeing you in the new year. Yeah. It's great to see you again, Tobias. Have a good yeah. Christmas. Great to see you. Thank you. Much to you, thank you. Bye. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. There's your surprise guest, everybody. <laughs> One of our favourite people, Tobias. We love Tobias um, when he comes over. So thank you very much to him. Um, we had Alison on last year. I thought we'd continue the tradition of getting a footballer's parent on. Who knows who's next year? <laughs> We'll wait and see. Maybe Wes Harding. Maybe oh, Wes Harding. Harding's parents. Mm. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Get Mick excited. What's, What's your favourite <laughs> player? Who's your favourite player? What? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favourite player? 
I'm not sure I like where that's going. No, he's down, moving on. He's moving on. And I'm the one who's having a bit of beer and not Ben. Good grief. Right. <laughs> anyway, so I thought that was a really hard round, but you all did really, really well. There was hints in the words, weren't there, to be fair? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mick's got four. Ben's got three. Yeah, three. Danny got two. So let's move on. There's four more rounds. Um, some hard, some easy. Let's let's see. Um, the second round, uh, John Morell says, Mick, have you got something to confess here? No. <laughs> I, think I, may have, I think I may have once offered to adopt Wes. Did you? I may have done it at some stage, yeah. So you're adopting Theobion, who was well, Victor's, that, own, Victor's that, uncle. You, you, you say that, but I mean that were that wasn't really a choice. I I had that thrust upon me. He decided it was going to be my son rather than me actually volunteering the services. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, uh, let's learn more about Matt Taylor. First round, second round is about Matt Taylor. Um, this is this is from his playing career. All these questions are related to his playing career. Um, so, question oh. one of the second round: What non-league trophy did Matt Taylor win? For Burr's Cup, I think I say, say in 2003. So the hint is it's a non league trophy. So that oh, it's speaks to all the league. Carabao. Which league. Sorry? Trophy. Not it's a trophy, league. a cup competition. Right. Oh, oh I have no idea. So, so you can't have the FA Cup, they can't have Carabao, Papa John's. They were all out because obviously they're, they're in both football league teams. This is a non league only tro- uh, trophy competition. The- I'm not going to explain me working, but I know it's narrowed it down to two. Uh, long time ago, 2003. If you want a, uh, it's not a hint, but it's an interesting fact. Our, our former manager also won a non-league trophy as well. Uh, so that's Is something we have in common. Was it the same one? I couldn't possibly say. Oh, you are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's enough. We'll go through all five, and we'll come back and get answers. I think that's the best way to do it. Um, in that game, in, in the final of that competition, what position did Matt Taylor play? Ooh, ooh. Guessing not a defender. It could be. <laughs> you, well, you've got an option. You could be a goalkeeper. You could be a right back. So two centre back, probably normally. Oh, we say, we're not right. saying we're not we're not saying midfielder. We're saying centre mid, like left mid, right. Well, mid, well, back. I won't. I, I won't accept a, if you play on the wing as an example. I won't accept midfielder. Right. Right. So, oh. centre back, midfield, striker, wing, keeper, any one of those. Or was he a sub, Ben? You just, this is your options. Yeah. Water boy. <laughs> Water boy. Very much could have been. Uh, right, in the final. I'm rather than really on this one. One of Matt Taylor's teammates in that competition, in that game, used to play for Rotherham. What was his first name? His surname was Martin Dale. So, what was his first name? Who, Martindale, former Rotherham player, played in the same final that Matt Taylor did back in 2003? This is going to be a tough slash impossible for Danny and Ben because they weren't around back then. Um, but if you were around, around if, you were, if you were a fan of Rotherham in the 90s, there's a strong chance you'll get this because he was a fairly... Can you three stop looking at comments because there's some people getting it absolutely nailed on it comments. I'm not even looking. I've got I, 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 can I just say, I, I have written 
my answer down before the comments came up. I have no now, idea that. Right? Now, you see, with this one, do I go like it fits with his surname or do I go completely yeah. left wing with it? I've just gone something that sounds right. Okay. I'm, yeah, I, I'm going to go something left wing. Yeah. Why don't you just go for his name? Because you get his name. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't think of that, to be fair. No. Uh, which club did Matt Taylor play the most amount of games for? Ooh. Are we allowed to ask if it's a professional club or was back? Yes, it, yeah. This is well, it, any, but it, it's not are. a non-league. It's not, not non-league. non-league no, no, no. Very kind of me there to give you a hint. Thank you. Although Ben, if, if that doesn't help you, why are you asking? Know. Well, <laughs> I don't know. You've narrowed it down sure to ninety-two not... teams. Yeah, I thought I narrowed it down from about 400 or whatever it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So to start, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and the final question of the Matt Taylor round is, what is Matt Taylor's middle name? Oh. Multiple choice. This is multiple choice. Oh. Uh, so you've got a chance. Uh, is it James, Simon or John? Somebody else turn to a quiz next time. <laughs> John Morell, I highly recommend Ben's delaying of the question. Yeah. Right, that's enough time. Uh, so, where was it? Jim, Simon, or John? Yes. Um, we will got the first question was what non league trophy did Matt Tiller win for Burscut in 2003? Sean Green says FA Vars. It was not. Oh. It was not the FA Vars. Um, John Morell said the Littlewoods had... Trophy. I don't think it was the Littlewoods Trophy. What was the Littlewoods Trophy, mate? It was um, it was the uh, Carabao Cup as it is now. Not I remember Littlewoods. it being Milk Cup. It had all sorts of stuff in, in those days. Matt yeah. Tiller did not win that competition. It was FA Trophy, wasn't it? It was the FA Trophy. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Get in! <laughs> I might go to bed, lads. <laughs> <laughs> this is better with comments. I don't think we had comment answers last year. This is great. See, um, the... I think two of them and one of them were FA Vars and the other one were FA Trophy. Now it's for Vars like an idiot. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> it didn't say his full name. Ooh. I don't count. Ooh, really did. He won the Vars. So, step up. The, the trophy is higher than the Vars. Uh, next question was, what position did Matt Taylor play uh, in that said final? Centre half. Okay, Ben. Central midfield. Danny. Centre back. <laughs> Sean Green's got it. It was the goalkeeper. Sod off. Was he actually goalkeeper? Oh, oh. oh there you go. Sean Green's on it. Like it. Uh, I was, I was going to put goalkeeper, but I seem to remember him saying it was more of in, in his university. Uh, days that he was a goalkeeper. I thought he were a centre back for Burnsco or whatever it's called. Yeah, we go. Uh, the next one. I'm interested in all people's guesses are on this one. One of Matt Taylor's teammates in that final was who? Martindale. Danny, what did you guess? Oh, oh. I, I put Paul because I thought Paul Martindale sounded all right. So fits Ben. John. John. Mick, I'll give you this. A lot of people in the comments have got it right. Sean Green again has also got it right. Mick. It's Gary. Gary Martindale. He is now Gary the Snail. (laughs) (laughs) 
which club did Matt Taylor play most games for as a player? I think I've, I think I've given you an easy one to be honest with you there. Uh, Danny? Exeter. Exeter City, correct. I didn't write down how many he got, but he got a lot. 100 and something, 180, I think. Um, and multiple choice, Benjamin. Um, we had, what was his name? James John or... Yeah, James, James John. James Simon John. You said James, okay. Uh, Sean Green's gone John. Jelly's gone John. John Will's gone John. What did you say, Ben? James. James Mick? James. Barry? James. James, very good. Full house. Yes. Well done. Get in. I got two again. What are the scores looking like, everybody? I've got six. Six out of ten is very good. Danny's got four. It's not bad. There's still time to pull that round. I think Mick's winning, though. I've got eight. <laughs> Look at Mick. Hey, smug face going on here. <laughs> um, right, round two is the Millers at Christmas. Now, this is a very difficult noun to write questions for, to be honest with you. Um, but there you go. Is um, the answer to every one of them crap? No, it's just, <laughs> it's just Father Christmas. Father oh, Christmas. Right. Um, We're not crap at Christmas, are we? In my well, memory, we haven't been. Let's move on. We lost last year. Um, I just remember Bully. Bully were great. That was 2018, 17? Ages ago. It were eight good. Anyway, uh, Anyway, first question. We had this question last year. So if you remember the question last year. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which current Rotherham player's birthday is closest to Christmas Day? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've just had a birthday as well, haven't we? Um... Is it a different answer from last year? Can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Nice one. <laughs> Um, and John Brailson right, says, talk about rather than being rubbish at Christmas, it's only in the championship seasons that we're rubbish, man. That's a very good point. Um, so that's the first one. <laughs> the next one's fun. Um, which player scored closest to Christmas last year? Oh, God. Now, you can work this out. You can remember what games were played. Huh? You know, did we play Boxing <laughs> Day? Did we score? Did we play oh. before Christmas, after Christmas? I'm telling you how to answer a question, I suppose. Um, so, we went to Accrington on Boxing Day and we lost 1-0. So, you're just give everybody, let everybody know that that's not the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going I'm to give you a hint. There is minutes in between the two well, goals. There are, it's so close. I'll explain the answer in a minute. I really think it's quite fun. This next one is the easiest question on the, of, of the quiz. But you have to give me the answer to get the point. Okay? Make sense? Wait, yeah. say again. You've got to give me the answer to get the point. Okay? Right. Who was the Rotherham United manager last Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> the easiest one. But if any of you say it out loud, you're all over pound. If any of you write it in the comments, you're all over pound to the hospice. I'm having words with you on Boxing Day, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody put his name. I, I, yeah, so there you go. Put, Is me getting an extra point worth a pound? <laughs> That's the question. Is the point worth a pound? That's the question. Uh, <laughs> question four for the round. Brother United last played a home game on Boxing Day in 2016-17 season, 2016. It was a 3-2 win. Who against? 
Six years since our last home Boxing Day win. Not to forget everyone, a bit of downer for Monday. Um, there we go. Uh, uh, right. Final question of the Rotherham United Christmas is: What league were it? What league were Rotherham in when "Merry Christmas, Everyone" by Shaking Stevens was released? Well, when was Shaking Stevens released? <laughs> Shaky oh, Simmons is the guy. <laughs> he released this Merry Christmas, everyone. Can I can I ask you a question, which might take down a little bit, but um, is it what the league was called then or what the league is called now? I'll accept both. Right. You can say... Well, well, it's, not, it's not a dodgy question because they're all different now, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Then, so, yeah. Oh, I've got, oh, I'm putting. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pick of one of three. We're obviously never in the top flight. We've never been, never been in the conference. So it's a pick of one of three. Um, I think you can all guess it at some point. Right. Back to the start of this round. Which current Millers player's birthday is closest to Christmas Day? Who do we think? Well, I've gone for Mr. Wesley Hardin. Not Hardin. Nope. Ben? Hardin. No, it's weird. They both went for the same one. Danny, you're going for West Ham, have you? No, I've gone for Grant Hall. Oh, no. Teladji Bowler. Oh. His uh, birthday's okay. on the 4th of January. Oh, fair enough. Post Christmas. Um, so, which player scored closest to Christmas last year? Can, can, I, can we just get a little hint for this one? Was it in the game on the 29th or the game before actual Christmas? So, there were two goals. One scored a week before Christmas. One scored a week after Christmas. Oh, Christ. Michael Smith scored on the 24 minutes into the January, into the seven days after. But Dan Barlas has scored 66 minutes into the game at Cambridge. <laughs> Which means that Dan Barlas is the closest one by about 10 minutes. <laughs> Getting. When did you get um, that one? No, I guess smudge. The only reason I remember that one is because uh, Dan came on the podcast and said he'd yes. seen the vlog of the limbs at Cambridge. That's the only reason I remember that. Um, oh, the get your pounds at the ready. Um, who was the last manager for Rotherham United last Christmas? That does that get rid of the pound? Hey. I can't see it, mate. You got to say it. <laughs> Matt Warren's dad. <laughs> hey, that, hey, that, that's quite. That's quite good. Matt. That's quite good. I accept that. Paul Warren. Uh, what, what, what's his name? Paul Warren. Thank you. Pound on his mum. <laughs> you owe a pound now. Hey, Mick. Yeah, Paul Warren. There you go. There's your pounds. Everybody who said Paul Warren, you listen to this and you said Paul Warren out loud. It's a pound, please. Thank you very much. That's, that's two for you, Matthew. We've said it twice. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh, all right, that's fine. Mick, did you play that one from the other day? No, because I couldn't. I'll, I'll, no, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that's, right. that's two quid now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Miller's last home victory on Boxing Day was 2016-17 with a 3-2 win. Who do we think it was? John Morell says, was it Villa? Uh, I don't think I ever beat Villa. Uh, Sean Green says Wigan. 
Uh, so there's Sarah Ogden, Paramed UK says Pompey, Harvey Kellex says Blackburn. Uh, Mick, who do you reckon? I, I can't even remember what division we're in. I'm, I'm, I think we were in League One. Um, and I don't even know <laughs> in League One. I've gone for Colchester and I don't know why. <laughs> even in Football League? They are. Yeah. I don't believe we've played them in a long, long time. Matt, you know, didn't State, you State was 16 17? Yeah. That was a horrific season in the championship. It was. Well, championship. It, was it, Burn? it was not Burn. We lost to oh. Burn in 29th. Was it Danny? Wigan? Wigan. There you go. Yes. I'm no, great. I was going to guess Wigan. I was going to between Burn do, and Wigan. That's do, do you want to know why I remember it's Wigan? Because uh, I got around to uh, my nan's for Bubble and Squeak and like, my dad's side of family are all Sheffield United fans. So I'm watching Rotherham game on my phone and they've got Blades game on telly. And... I believe we scored it last minute or so. No, well, no, we didn't actually. No, no, we went three 0 up, and then brought it back to three two, and we clung on for it. And I went doing laps around the house, went full time whistle, went because we'd won and they'd not. <laughs> they, they, Will Grigg had a last minute goal chalked off, and it was like mm. in the ninety fifth minute to stop yeah. a three 0 comeback from three 0 down. Um, yeah, there you go. Well done, Wigan. Nice. When did we play Burn? We conceded two against Burn, though, didn't we? <laughs> It was like three days after it was the game in between Boxing Day and New Year. Because Price parried mm-hmm. one straight into O'Grady. Price and a stinker. Yeah, it did. Yeah, awesome. a stinker. Um, yeah. Um, final question of the Millers at Christmas round. What league were Rotherham United in when Merry Christmas Everyone by Shaky Stevens was released? Ray, just, 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 um, just to answer my mum this question, when was the song released? Oh. I'm going to say it would have been probably 82, 83-ish. So I'm going with Championship or Division One as it was then. Okay, Danny, what did you get? No, it would, it would have been Division Two then, wouldn't it? Well, when did you say Shaky Stevens came out? I mm, might go this wrong. I've come third division. Okay, yeah, I've gone ben? League One. League One. I put Division Three, but I, I, I thought it was Division One, and then I went, and then my mind just messed up. So it was Division Three at that time. Shaky Stevens was released in 1985. 1985. Which means it was Division 3 at the time, what is now League 1. Wait, wait, what, you know, what, what division were we in in 1982? Uh, 1982, I think, would have been the, what is now the Championship. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, thank it was Division 1 at one point, it? So it was Division 3 at the time, then changed to Division 2, is now League 1. Alright. So it was never Division 1? I thought it was football, no. I thought it was Premier League Championship, Division 1, Division 2. League, it's never been Division One. It was League One, and it's still League Premier one. League Division One, Division Two, Division Three. Oh, yeah. Don't know why they changed it. I put it right anyway. I put Division um, Two. John Rell and Sean Green both put it right. Three. Um, Sean Rell's eight two seems a bit late for the song. It didn't late, surprisingly. <laughs> um, how are we doing? Score me. Uh, ten there. Ten out of fifteen. Fifteen is not bad. Ben. Uh, I got. Two right, so I'm on eight. So close, Danny. Eight. Caught up on that round? Eight. Yep. Great. The next round is a Christmas round. Two rounds left. Um, we'll go through Christmas round, and then there's just a general Rotherham round at the end as well to finish off on. Christmas round. The first question is a very tough one. In what country did the Christmas tree originate? Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Some tough ones, these ones in this round. That's a tough one. I would never have got this. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even probably guessed it, to be honest with you. 
next question. Which country gifts a tree to the United Kingdom every year? I think oh, been, um, that's a relatively good knowledge. Knowledge question. Oh, I know it. I know this one. That's really annoying. Uh, Excellent round. Question number three. Again, one you probably should probably all get. Which fruit is normally gifted in a stocking? What? Oh. oh. I, don't know. <laughs> I love Ben on these because he just he just thinks out loud, but not in words, just in <laughs> noises. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, question four. When did the 12 days of Christmas start? So date. I want date from you. What date did the 12 days of Christmas start? And the final Christmas one, we've razzed through these. Uh, the final Christmas one. How many reindeers are there? Oh, in the song. Right. Not just in the world. Not in the... In the <laughs> How many reindeers has Father Christmas had, Santa Claus? I can remember three at Bastard Names. I'm wondering Rudolph. Oh, um... Don't you start giving answers away. Right. Is this last round? No, there's a run in that round as well. Oh, oh I going to say. Sorry, Ben, you are in a rush, mate. No, nah, it's just... I, I thought you said final round. But I don't no. know. Uh, right. Which country did Christmas trees originate in? America. Anybody? Germany. 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 John Morell also got that as well as well as Talmud got that. Very good. Uh, Shelley obviously the enemy. Um <laughs> which country gifts trees to the UK every year? Danny, did you get this one? It's Norway, isn't it? It is Norway. Don't it's... understand it. There's probably a story behind it, but it's something to do with World War II, isn't it? Don't know. Strange Christmas thing. Uh, Sean Green got that correct as well. Which fruit is normally gifted? In the stockings. Um, oh, the UK is not cool. Uh, I'm struggling with this one. I've put three answers so far, and I don't know which one of the three it is. I've got orange, <laughs> or tangerine. But so that again, I'm with Clementine. Clementine. What? Yeah. Okay. Ben? What's the one called Clementine? Pear. Pear. Yeah, because that's like, the pears. And that, and that in that song that you know what I guess I that's wrong. I know that's a good guess. That's a good guess. It's a good guess. Oh man, I missed you so much. <laughs> oh, I need a oh dear. Oh wow. Right. It's not a pair. Oh wow. Uh, Danny. Oh, I've said orange. 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 I'll accept your answer, mate. Thank you. I'll accept your answer. Because you used to put, um, at school, you used to put clothes in them, didn't you? And it used to make like a really Christmassy smell. What pair do you no, we oranges used to put like cloves in it, like dried cloves in it, and used to give it people because it smelled really nice and it used to dry it out. And yeah, pr- pr- primary school things, you know. <laughs> oh, Ben, your answer's killed me. Good grief. Sir Ogden and Sean Green said orange, obviously. Um, when did the 12 days of Christmas start? Mick? 
I'm going for 12th of December. Okay. Danny? I said, yeah, I said same. Ben, you said same as well? Yeah. Uh, they actually start on the 25th. <laughs> I know. I didn't get it either. That's why it's in the quiz. Because I don't really yeah. understand. Um, I thought it led up to Christmas Eve and then it's... I thought it did, but apparently it doesn't. There you um, go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and how many reindeers are there in total for Father Christmas? Seven. Mixture of mixture of answers. Power says eight. John says eight. Sean says nine. Sarah says eight. Shelley says nine. Uh, ben said seven. Seven, not seven. Danny, uh, I've said nine. What did you say, Mick? Eight. It's nine, including Rudolph. Wee! Why would it not include Rudolph? In the in the rain, in, not in the Rudolph song. But in oh, the, in the song, song they leave him out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they really do. Is that why he won't count him in? That's why I've that's why I've counted. I want to be inclusive into. Right. Mm. Poor Rudolph. Uh, we never got to join him with, with the reindeer games. Poor reindeer. Uh, the final round. I said we'd go long on this episode, and here we are, an hour and fourteen minutes. Um, we've gone long. Round four is the well, just Robin United in general. General Robin United questions. First one's a thinker. I, I, hang on, lads. Hang on, lads. Sorry, to, sorry to interrupt the quiz, but I've had, just had a bit of reindeer trivia about that. So, uh, what did you say, Mum? Apparently, all of Santa's reindeer are all female because the men, the males, lose their antlers in the winter, so there's only the females that keep their antlers. Apparently. Did you hear that? No. Uh, so she. Yeah. Uh, so Mum says apparently all of Santa's reindeer are all female. Because male reindeer lose their antlers in the winter, and because Santa's reindeer have all got antlers, like traditionally, that means they're all female because females don't lose their antlers. I, 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 I point of order, and I, and I appreciate that we're now after the watershed, and it might be controversial to say at this time of year, but you know it's fictional, don't you? <laughs> You see, no, 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 no. reindeers can't fly. Oh, child. reindeers are. Uh, uh, John Morell says Rudolph is fictional. He was made up. Yeah, he probably. Mm. Uh, <laughs> ah, the reindeer that knows blinks red was made up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think we've seen that you, Ben, as the saying goes, nice lad. <laughs> Moving on. It's a good to make some jokes, Ben, isn't it? Because you're not a sensitive lad. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm bringing you a pair on Boxing Day now. <laughs> <laughs> if you see Ben, feel free to give him a pair. He'll go, he'll go back to Loughborough with about a thousand pairs. Great. Um, bro, rather than that, final five questions, rather than that, just rather than that themed. Who has the most league appearances combined? Is it Richard Wood on his own, or Connor Washington, Dan Barlasser, and Brooke Norton Cuffy combined? Is that appearances just for Rotherham or an overall total? Overall. Oh, okay. League. League, just league. So not no googling then. What was the counter to Woods? It was Washington, Cuffey, and, and, and Barlasser. Ooh. Mm. So we don't count on Cuffey's in England appearances? No, this is just league. Oh. 
And I think they've only all, all of them have only played English leagues as well, so there's no discrepancies in that one. Right. Moving on. From the current squad, who has scored the most amount of goals for Rotherham United? I'll do this some hard ones. Uh, next question. <laughs> How old was Brooke Norton Cuffey the last time Robin did not get promoted or relegated? Oh, God. So you've got to work out two parts on this one. Obviously, how old is Brooke Norton Cuffey? This is measured at the end of the season as well, by the way. Yeah. Uh, obviously, because that's when you stay up or get promoted or don't. Or don't. Um, so when was the last time Robin didn't get promoted or relegated? What season was that? What year was it in? And that's question old. three, right? That's question three, yeah. Prior to the next question, uh, who prior who was the three permanent managers before Kenny Jacket? But not including Kenny Jacket, three men backwards, please. Do you, have, you don't have to give order, do you? No, I'm not bothered about order, just names. Just names after will be fine. Kenny, so, la- so, so last three before Kenny Jacket. Yeah, right. Oh. Permanent. Oh. We're not taking caretakers or or out like that. Kenny Jackie. Is it three points that or one? Just one. Getting, getting oh. greedy, you're in it. That's a hard question. I mean, if you support Rotherham United and went to the, went to football matches during those years, which you I did, did, I went to every single home game. I've got two. I don't know. Okay. Final question of the. Christmas quiz. How many years did we spend in League Two before Steve Evans got us promoted? Ooh. Um, this does include the, the, the season he took us up as well, obviously. Um, again. You can also ask how many stadiums did we play at over that period as well. That's, that's three. That is interesting. No, that can't be. Right. <coughs> there we go. That's plenty of time. Uh, so, back to question one of the final round. Who has the most league appearances? Richard Wood or Connor Washington, Dan Barlasser, or and Brooke Norton Cuffey combined? We Wood. have mostly in the comments saying Woody. Mm. Everybody says Woody for them. Boys, what are you saying? Woody. Yeah. 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 Yes, Richard Wood has 554, and those three combined have 541. So it's quite close. Uh, Colin Washington's got a lot more than you think. He's got quite a lot of appearances. He's he's out of 30, though, isn't he? I think so, yeah. He's quite old. He's been around block. Who from the current squad has the most goals for Rotherham United? Ben? Wood. Wood, Danny? Go for Wiles. Nick? Oh, um, Wales. Richard Wood? Yes! He's got 22. You know, you know what? All I can say is fair play on that one. I'm happy to be wrong on that one. Fair play, would it? Uh, where were we? The next one. They're John Rell and Poward got that one right. Sean Green Foster is not about Dan Barlasser. Um So, how old was Brooke Norton Cuffey the last time Rodden did not get promoted or relegated? So we last time we didn't get promoted or relegated would have been the 15-16 season, the Neil Warnock season. He is he is 18 at the moment, 
but he turns 19 in January. 13. 13. Oh, I got 11. Hamwood says 12. Sarah Ogden says 11. What? Sean Green, you're right, at 13. So what, you think yeah. Noel Cuffey's 17, Mick? No, I thought you were 18, and I thought it was I thought it was seven years ago. Uh, Just saying. Yeah, but 12, not 13. Damn. Uh, I'm not guessing ages, but I can do I can do simple maths. Um, I mean, I got an A in maths, but I still can't do simple maths. <laughs> Question for the managers: three managers prior to Kenny Jacket. Um, sorry, list gone. Over oh, got Stubbs, Warnock, and Redfern. Nailed it. Yes. Yo, Warnock was after. Wasn't he? I thought he was after. I thought Warnock was after. And then no. we got warning. Oh no, it was it was Warnock, Jackie, yeah. awful season, then it was Warren Caretaker, wasn't it? That's two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's it's so Redfern and Evans. It's about a five or better, I think. Yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. I even put that ticker in across bottom just, just to keep him. What? Oh! Say twice then. Oh! Hang on, pound in the pot. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and the final question of the quiz: How many years did Rotherham United spend in League Two until Steve Evans finally got us promoted? We have guesses of Sean Green says four, Powell says three, uh, John Mel says five. Bear in mind this like, just does include the promotion winning season. Uh, Mick, I'll give you first crack. I've gone four. Okay. Ben? Four seasons I've got. Yeah. I went six. Okay. Danny? I've gone five. Six years? Oh, oh. I, I was I started a season too late. Damn. So I was trying to figure it out because of the stadiums. Because we spent, what was it, five years in Don Valley? Four years four. in Don Valley? Did we? So one, one in Millmore, one in New York, and four in Don Valley. Yeah, basically. Ah. I, I spent four years. Years. So we spent a season in League Two while still at Millmore? Yeah. Oh, I thought we'd um, we left Milmore before going to League Two. No, yeah. we left as badly as it often was at Milmore. <laughs> <in League Two. laughs> Those are the yeah. <laughs> um, so there, Pamela UK's forgot that. Forgot Redford, um, John Morrell. Ben's going to be skinned back in the episode. Yeah. So let us know who you got. If you watch, if you listen to this afterwards or on YouTube, let us let us know. Come on the video if you're on YouTube. Uh, to tweet us all on Facebook as with what you ended up getting from a score of 25, which I thought was a pretty tough quiz. It wasn't as hard as I thought it was, clearly, because you've all done quite well. Um, Danny, what did you end up with? 16. 6 out of 25 is pretty good. Ben? 13. Ooh, Mix, I think Mick's got, a, got his smug face on. No? No, he hasn't, no. 14. Oh, Danny's yes, get in! <laughs> <laughs> yes! After the shocking that. start you had as well, Danny. <laughs> uh, oh, it's like it's like Sully Moore's in second round at Cup all over again. <laughs> John Morell says he's finding it concerning. He's getting closer to the Robin questions than me. Why, John? Why, why do you you've, you've listened to this podcast for a good <laughs> period of time now? You you surely know what my memory is like by now. So, if any of you, as, as I mentioned, if any of you, any of you did mention our former manager is one of the questions which you should have done, get over to the Just Giving page, which is, which is going across your screen or is on our Twitter page and donate your pound. Or if you say it twice, I'll say it seven times like Ben. Donate whatever you say. 
Money for the hospice, as we love. Steve Grundy got 21. That's a great return, Steve Grundy. Wow. Um, Sarah Ogden got 14, which is very good. Kim Hayward got 15. Um, yeah. There we go. That's the quiz. That's Christmas. Uh, we normally, last year we had five, five minutes about what we do at Christmas, but we've gone on for an hour and 25 minutes. It's probably time to wrap it up, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, finally, finally, we will go through predictions. We didn't do predictions for Saturday, so let's do predictions. Benjamin, you are the first time back in a while, so if you get this right and don't come back until the end of the season, you're going to look pretty good. What's the score going to be on Boxing Day? 2-1 Stoke, unfortunately. No, what? Disappointing. I swore at you then. Danny, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm, I'm in this predicament again, lads. Do I do with my footballing head or my Rotherham United head? I thought your Wi-Fi had frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I tend to pause when thinking when I've had a beer. Um... Oh Christ! I, mm. You know what? It's Christmas. Let's be merry. I'm going to say Robin are going to win one nil. Okay, like it. Uh, Mick, uh, clean sheet. Miller's two nil. Oh, look at the positivity there. Wow. Oh. So two one to us. I fancy us to get back on the bandwagon. Right, quickly. Uh, Steve Goodis says two one. I think that means to them. Harder Kelwick 2 1 to the Millers. Powermed says 2 0 to Stoke. Kim Haywood goes 1 0. Shelley says 3 0 to it. Let's be positive. Sean Green says 1 1. John Morell says 1 1. Russ Vernon like this 1 0 with Woody to score. Yes. Woody's due one. He is due one. Um, John Morell says he thinks the winner of the quiz should donate the same amount of the hospice to, as their win score. Uh, I'll leave that to you, Danny. <laughs> There's always a stinging tail, isn't there? <laughs> um, you, you, you know what? Because I, I, I forced my mum to pay a pound so I could get a question right. You know what, John? I'm going to take you up on that offer. Good man. Oh, for our, the greatest cause that we can think of at the moment is on hospice. So thank you, everybody. Ooh, put it, put it on me. Um, put it on me invoice, Matt. <laughs> That's about £45, Danny. <laughs> um, so, if you enjoyed it, please do subscribe to the YouTube page, YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the episodes we cook. And we will be back on Tuesday evening for the YouTube Live, Wednesday morning for the audio podcast. It'll then be a Friday night episode next week. We'll be going live on Friday evening um, next Friday because obviously we'll play on Thursday. Play Thursday evening against Huddersfield Town. Which obviously, well, releasing the podcast Saturday morning seems pretty weird to be honest with you, but we are where we are. What can, what can, what can we do? Um, Ben probably won't be with us, but you don't know, you just don't know these kind of things. We'll see what we can do. Um, we'll see how many pairs it'll convince him to. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> I haven't bought you anything for Christmas, Ben, but I think I know what I'm going to get you now. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Tobias, for coming on. Tobias is great when I speak to Tobias in the future. We, he's, uh, he's brilliant. We love Tobias. And Theo, if you're still watching, we love you as well. Uh, we love you all who have paid attention enough through the quiz uh, and watched us throughout this year as well. Um, Mick, anything you want to say? Uh, no, just thank you. Thank you to everybody. And Merry Christmas. Yes. Ben? Same. <laughs> That's because you're just totting up amateurs to hospice, that's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
And Danny, it's been a pleasure again, mate. Absolutely. And what I'll just say, everybody, I know cost of living is probably hitting us hard at Christmas, but if you can spare some pounds or whatever, please donate it to the hospice because they are an amazing charity. Uh, they've helped me out. They've helped countless people out. Um, and, yeah, just wishing everybody who watches and listens to us a very Merry Christmas and uh, hopefully three points on Boxing Day. Yeah. We've got a plan in place maybe for the new year for some fundraising, which we'll discuss at a later time. But if you want to give it now, it's justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash New York talk. That's for the PW uh, swear jar, essentially. Um, so that that will be going up. Um, Tobias says, could you? <laughs> you, you got your guys should know what that means because you've you got them all right. Happy Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you had a great time on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve as well. If, if, if that's what you're doing. Uh, and we will speak to you all on the 27th. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Okay, we're going to put a, a, a new outro for tonight just for Phil Rawlinson, who mentioned something earlier on in the comments. So, yeah, a bit of advice for everybody for the festive period, isn't it? Really. Hello, hi, I'm Terry, and I'm going to enjoy myself first. It's good to be wise. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.